Good morning, church. Before I begin, I want to pray, and then I'm going to ask this question. Anybody here works in the restaurant industry as a, as a waiter, a waitress, anybody? Man, used to. Okay, I was, I'm, I'm teaching on generosity. I was hoping you guys weren't here. Um, so let's pray. Father, thank you so much for our time here this morning. I ask, Holy Spirit, you will speak through me, minister to our hearts, enlighten our hearts. Give us the heart of a generous, a generous heart like our Heavenly Father, Lord. Help us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I remember, um, anybody here ever been 18, 19, 20, and you think you have all the money in the world, but you only have 20 bucks? And, and then you decide to go to Applebee's because you think you're cool. All your friends go to Applebee's. This is early 2000s where Applebee's had a resurgence and renaissance. And, um, and back then it was two, two for 20, right? Two meals for 20 bucks. Now it's two for 100. But, you know, it's inflation. What can, what can you do? But anyway, I remember going there by myself. My brother worked there. And, and I was getting ready to embarrass him because as the check came, I realized, oh, my gosh, I just have enough money to cover my meal and no tip. That's the most horrible feeling in the world. Right? You guys can relate when no one tips you. That's, like, horrible. Like, what kind of human are you? And um, so I, I was so embarrassed. I literally started sweating. I'm like, ugh. And then I go home. My brother comes like, dude, they came up to me. He's like, yo, your brother didn't tip us, man. So embarrassing. But anyway, I don't know why I told that story. It's totally irrelevant to my message. But the point is this. You know, God wants us to be generous with what we have. And, and there's, there's a blessing behind that because oftentimes there's hindrances to our generosity. It could be fear. We don't want to let go of what we worked hard for and earned. There's always some sense of, some sense of trepidation. I know sometimes it's called cheap. I know I, I deal with that. Like when we go to restaurants, you know, I, I'm big on customer service. And if the guy doesn't come back to, to check on me at least twice, I'm like, that's like five percentage points right there. And um, so anyway, but then when I, when I come to get the tip, the Holy Spirit convicts me. I'm like, I can't do that, you know. And I give them, a, you know, the tip. But the point is this. No matter how spiritual we are, how mature we are in our generosity, sometimes there, there is a feeling that we get, like, you know, should I, should I give this much, right? Some of us don't deal with that. Some of us are we're just generous in nature. That's awesome. But oftentimes it's hard to be generous, generous with a little extra that we have to bless other people, especially the things in the kingdom of God. So we're, we're going to, the thing is, is that God is not against us having money or, or wealth, or being taken care of. God, God is against money having our hearts. That's covetousness. You know, there's a scripture that says, love, the love of money is the root of all evil. And there's poor people that commit that sin all the time, that, that, are, that are greedy. Not just the rich, there's poor. It's a heart condition. So God wants us to separate our hearts from money, put him first, and he'll take care of you when it comes to the money aspect in your life. It's really a heart, a heart thing. So, <clears throat> and one thing about God is that God is extremely generous. You know, when he created the universe and creation, do you think he, he called Michael, the archangel, and said, hey, Michael, listen, I'm about to create mankind. Do you think one or two planets would suffice, maybe a star here and there? Just a little something, right? They don't need so much. You think he said that? He's so generous that when he said, let there be light, he created the universe at a speed of light that's still expanding at the speed of light. There's countless, countless universes. For what? People might say, oh, that's wasteful. God said, no, I did it for you. I want you to look up and be like, wow, that's amazing. And God winks at you and says, I'm generous. 
I'm generous in my creation. You know, I remember as a kid going to, to Puerto Rico with my parents, and my uncle had a, had a farm where they grew bananas. And there was bananas falling off all, every day, just being just wasted. They, they gather as much as they can, but there's such an abundance of it. God is an abundant God. He created this universe for us to enjoy. Now, of course, when sin came in and introduced lack and fear and need, when he created the Garden of Eden, that um, he created Adam and Eve say, guys, this is the desert. Here are some seeds. Just go, you know, do your stuff. No, he created the garden prior. The animals prior, the trees prior, the seeds prior. Then he planted man in the garden that he made for mankind to cultivate what God already provided. That's generosity. So God already has your provision. He's asking you just to trust me and walk with me in it. It's already provided for. And what's cool about Jesus, when Jesus came and redeemed us from, from sin and death and all the effects of that, he's saying, guys, until I come back, I'm going to be your garden of Eden. I'm going to provide for you. Can you trust me? So generosity really comes to, to this. It's a heart issue that says, God, I trust that you're my source. I'm, I'm going to give a portion of what you've given me because I love you. Because I trust you. You know? You know, when I was a kid, I grew up, growing up in church, and, you know, I did, I did my first communion and everything. And when, whenever the offering plates came through, you know, being t- a 10-year-old boy, all you had was a Jolly Rancher and some old, you know. They had these cool um, video cassette toys that you open it up. It was like a racetrack with a little magnetic. You guys remember that? What's that called? Anyway, those are 80s kids. We're old, I know. But anyway, I had that in my back pocket. It was cool. I didn't want to offer that to God. That's mine. So anyway, so my mom would, you know, bust me out, you know, a dollar. I'm like, oh, I got a dollar. And you just put it in. It was just stuff that you had to do, like, oh, let's just put something in. But it wasn't intentional, and there was no effort. It was just something you did. And we're going to talk about that in a second, but God wants us to be intentional and worshipful in our giving. I mean, super excited. When, when Chris says his offering time, like, yes, I get to worship the Lord right now. I get to say thank you. He, he's already provided for us everything. You don't have to do any of that. But we do it out of appreciation for what he's already done. Amen? And it's a hard thing. If you want to give, don't give. That's, that's okay. God's not going to knock you over the head. But he, he wants to continue to bless you. And increase you. And it doesn't mean, listen, we're not all, can we agree? We're not going to be millionaires. Except for Jess Dottie. She's believing God for that. Um, so anyway, the point is this. You give based on where you're at. Remember the, the widow in, in the Bible, Jesus, they're giving offerings. Jesus is just standing there looking at offerings. Jesus looks at offerings. He's just looking at them. And he's saying, you see these guys over here? They're giving out their abundance, which is cool. But this widow gave the last that she had. She gave more in proportion compared to other people. Do you suppose God just let her go off and, and be desolate because she gave her less? I guarantee you something happened where Jesus provided for her. Where God provided for her. So God blesses us 
so we can be a blessing. You know, in the Old Testament times, Abraham, God called Abram from his nation, you know, he said, I want you to go to a land I will show you. And God says, I'm going to bless you, and through you all nations will be blessed. In other words, through this nation I'm going to create through you, Jesus will come. And then he says, I'm blessing you for one reason, to be a blessing. And God's saying, can I trust you to be a distribution center for my kingdom? Can I trust you with giftings and finances and resources for you to further my cause? And in so doing, I will continue to bless you. Okay, so God is good. God is generous. We see it in his creation. We see his goodness on humanity. You know, in Matthew chapter 5, 44 and 45, it says, Jesus is speaking. He says, I say to you, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. And that way, you will be acting like true children of your Father in heaven. For he, notice this, for he gives his sunlight both to the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. God is generous to all of humanity. In fact, the Bible says that it is his goodness that leads people to repentance, not his judgment. Jesus took upon our judgment on the cross, and now God's saying, your sins are forgiven. If you believe and trust in me, you have eternal life. God is so good. That's why he's saying, pray for those who persecute you. There's people out there that are just doing crazy, wicked stuff, but little do they realize that goodness and mercy are following them. And that the moment they turn, they encounter the goodness of God. When someone who doesn't know Jesus realizes how good God is, they can't help to surrender and say, wow, you love me. God is generous with his goodness. That's why it shocks you when you see somebody like, you for sure know they shouldn't be blessed, but they are blessed. Like, what's going on with that, God? I go to church, I, I give, and look at them over there, you know. That's his goodness. Amen? We should rejoice, but like, wow, if they got goodness, I should get goodness like that. No, we don't compare, but God is good to all. Amen? And of course, things that, you know, God does require us to act, surrender in faith and trust in him, right, to receive the fullness of, of his salvation. Now, God is so good, check this out, guys, that God gave his only son for our salvation. You know the famous scripture, God so loved the world that he what? He gave his one and only son. He did not spare or withhold Jesus being sent to the world to die for our sins and to raise up for our eternal life. And you know why he did it? So we can have all things freely to enjoy. Look at Romans 8.32. Talking about God. He did not withhold or spare. Imagine if God was stingy of salvation. No, they messed up. It's over. We're closing up shop. We're done. Let's go on to another planet and create someone else. Right? He didn't do that. He said, what is the cost to redeem my creation back? I will have to become a man, live the life they should have lived, and then pay the penalty that they deserved so I can buy them back. That's generosity. He didn't have to do that. He did not spare or withhold that which was precious to him. Isn't that amazing? He gave Jesus for you. 
He did not spare or withhold even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Will he not also, notice this, because of that, will he not also with him, with Jesus, freely and graciously give us all other things? God gave us the greatest gift, and he wants to give you even greater things in life until you go to heaven. He wants to be your healer, your provider, your deliverer. Everything that we have in Christ Jesus belongs to you. All we have to do is receive it. Grace provided all the blessings. Faith just receives it and walks it out and trusts him. Amen? What did Jesus say about the thief, right? He talks, talks about the devil. And he says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He, so anything that's destroying your life, taking away stuff from your life, is the devil, is the enemy. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. The abundant life is what Jesus provides. Amen? And he wants us to live that abundant life before we get to heaven. Amen? What, what is the Lord's prayer? What is one of the phrases there? Give us this day our daily bread. What does that speak of? Provision. God wants to provide for you and he will generously. All right, so now we see that God is extremely, extremely generous. That's his nature. We see that. And then the scriptures, um, I love what the Apostle Paul instructs us to do by, by the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 5.1. He says this. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. God is generous. And God is telling us, will you imitate me? Will you be generous like your heavenly father? And here's the good news, guys. As children of God, through faith in Christ Jesus, we have the giving nature of God in the inside of us. We just have to tap into it. We are generous like our heavenly father. We're to imitate God in every aspect of who he is. And his forgiveness. In the context, the scripture is talking about forgiveness and walking in love. We're to imitate him, how he forgave us to forgive others, to walk in love. So whatever God is and entrusts us with, we can imitate that. We can walk it out. We can imitate the generous heart of our Heavenly Father and be happy about it and be cheerful about it. And you might be thinking, yeah, but I don't have much. God's not asking you to just to sell your home and give everything unless he specifically tells you that. Anybody ever had that happen to them? Not me. I'll probably fight that tooth and nail. Like, no way, God. Take me to heaven now. Nope. Just joking. Um, so here's, here's the deal. You, I don't know why I'm saying this. It's for somebody. Just give whatever you have. Even if it's a little, you trust them with that. I've heard people, you know, giving a shoe away. Or they, they literally had, don't have any money, so what, you know what they did? Uh, they dedicated time to pray for a certain ministry, a certain time of day. That was their offering until they were able to get a job, right? So it doesn't have, always have to be finances to start out with. You find out what you can give, and God will bless you. He will. And he'll provide for you. He'll help meet your needs. 
no matter what they are. All right, so we can be generous. It's really quiet. It's awesome. It's really. We can be generous with all that we have because we have the generous heart of God. So we can be generous with our resources, with our talents, with our time, money, and giftings. You know, in my personal life, I'm always asking God, how can I be generous with my gifting? Right? I love to teach the Bible. In what ways and capacities can I offer this gift to bless people? And, and I find ways, whether it's in the church or outside the church, I find ways to bless people who God has gifted me with. I'm a good steward. I try to be a good steward of the giftings God, God has given me. Same thing with my talents. Same thing with my money. You know, is it always easy? No. There's struggles in life. There's times where you have to decide what to withhold and, and what to give away, what to do without so, so you can give sometimes to the Lord. But every time we do, Mandy and I can attest to that, every time we give, even sacrificially, God always provides. Amen? He always provides. Even when there's lack, even when it seems like things are not going to go our way, we trust in God and he will provide. Amen? And for some of us, it means actually getting a job. Anybody here working on that? Getting a job. You know, I remember as a kid, my mom always said, you can't get a job sitting at, you know, in the couch playing video games. I had to go out. You know, you ever pray for jobs? I used to pray for a wife and not, not go anywhere. I, I, I thought God would, you know, pop her up in the front door. I go get the mail, I stumble over my wife, you know. It doesn't work that way. You got to be on the lookout, you know, be expectant. Same thing with, with jobs or, or careers. Listen to God about those things. He wants to help you. Okay? Now, some of us obviously can't for whatever reason, whether it's disabilities or health reasons. But here's the thing. God can still provide. And he'll help you. Amen? All right. Just want to lay that out there. That was me as a, as a young person. Anybody here ever been in college and you just, you know, you ran out of money Sunday, you're starving, and you're like, should I call my mom for a direct deposit? You know, it's like, yeah, here, just 20 bucks, that's it, or it's over. You know, anybody ever go through that? No? Okay, a few people. Be honest, thank you. Um, but here's the thing, we can trust God. So our, our motivation for giving comes from our love and devotion to God. Since we have God's giving nature, we are going to want to give financially and bless others in God's work. You know, when I first became a Christian, I started going to church. And, you know, they had offerings and they talked about tithes and offerings and things of that nature. And I became a member of the church. You know, um, Jess, what do we call it here? Ownership class, yeah. It's an inside joke. Ownership, membership, same thing. Um, so I, be, I became a member and what was cool is back then, you know, now it's paperless. You were saying we're transitioning out of paper. But back then, they gave you a membership ID number, and they gave you a stack of car, um, envelopes, your offering envelopes, for the whole year. I'm like, yes. And I, I still left that home, you know, I'm 19, whatever I had in my drawer. And every Sunday, I took that baby out. And I tied my whole weekly income working at Chick-fil-A, $10. And I add, you know, tithes and offerings. So my offering was like 30 cents, rounded off, or a dollar. 
And I was so happy. And I, I took that to church, and on purpose, I'm like, I was giddy about it. I get to give to God. And later on, I understood what it fully meant, that God, I want to support your work in the local church. But beyond that, I'm not just giving to the church. Oftentimes, we just throw money, you know, in the bucket or in the box back there. Or we text to give, and that's it. We will go off. But we have to intentionally give and say, God, I just want to take a moment to honor you with my offering. And I trust that this money will bless other people, bless this church, and I trust that you will take care of me. I give you a portion of my income. I take this and I worship you with it. Okay? So when, when we give, my prayer is that we make it intentional. And say, God, I just want to take a few moments. It's so hard nowadays because we have automatic giving, which is fine. We have all these things. But it's, it's a heart gesture. So when you know when that thing is, um, is going to be withdrawn, whatever, from your Venmo or, or text me app. What's our app called again? Sorry. I've only been there 10 years. Push pay. Um, you know, you push and pay. And that's it. But <laughs> Chris is laughing. He's like, I might have to adjust some things. Um, no, I'm just joking. It works really well. So, and it's so easy with technology, it's, it's over. You don't see it. Back in the day, I had physical paper. I had to write out, write out that check. I used to like write, write out checks and misspell the word eight all the time. I don't know why eight. Or you forget mental block. You forget to write numbers. You guys remember checks? You still use, of course, Jerry used them. He's like, he's like a shop right. He's like, hold up. You got a pen? You know. <laughs> And then there were people that had, they had to balance their checkbook in line. I remember as a kid going to the supermarket, people give out checks, and they're balancing their checkbook, writing in. <laughs> I, 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 I took out $45 at this moment. I'm like, hurry, hurry up. And they're always, like, in front of the, the, the lady with the coupons. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> All right, so <laughs> checks, right? It, it was on purpose. You took the check out. You wrote it. You're like, yeah, it's good. Then you got into debit. You know, you got your debit card. Now, that was a big deal. I'm going through the history of finances from the 80s to now. Nowadays, kids don't even see physical money. Like, it's all digital, dude. You know. Anyway, whatever it is, NFT, WHD, whatever. Um, so here's the point is that we, we were, you were able to physically give something to God. My point is nowadays, just be attentional with it. If you know on a Friday you get paid and you know you sent out or you come here, just take a moment and say, God, I just want to take a moment to worship you with my offering. And you know my needs, and I know you'll take care of them because you're my provider. But, Lord, I pray that this money will bless people. I pray that when I give to True Life Church that they'll be able to minister the word to people, that people will be saved, set free, delivered, restored. Lives will be changed for eternity, God. May the resources be used for your glory. And once it goes out of your hands, it, the, it's in the ministry, but God also receives your offering. Just like Jesus standing there looking at the woman who gave her offering, the widow, he, he, he looks at our offerings and he, he appreciates it. And he will bless you. So, because God is generous, here's the thing, guys. This is something cool about God. Real quick. He is so generous 
that he can't help but to bless you and return for your generosity. You know why? He can trust you. He's like, wow, they're generous. I'm going to continue blessing them. There's, there's a spiritual law that when you give, it will be given back unto you. Let me explain. You know, when I was a, a young believer, I was sleeping. You guys ever sleep? I sleep. And I, I woke up. 18, I was, again, 18, 19, 20 years old, you know, new to the world, new to finances, things of that nature, getting responsible, still working on that. Um, well, I, I graduated. When I turned 40, my wife said, you finally did it. You're, she's like, you're a teenager. Praise God. All right. So um, I got to stop with the jokes because I lose my train of thoughts. And I told Pastor Chris, please laugh at my jokes so I have momentum. <laughs> anyway, I heard this phrase in my heart when I woke up. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to us, small, still voice on the inside. And he said, Rigo, when you give, don't give out of a rel- religious obligation. But when you give, give with a heartfelt commitment, expecting a supernatural return. I'm like, really? Like, I, I give and I expect something back. He's like, and he, he explained it to me through scriptures, is, is that when you give to God out of a pure, genuine, genuine heart, God will bless you in return. God is not a slot machine where you're like, if I put 20 bucks, I'm going to get 20 bucks back. No. But he does bless the generous. Let's look at some scriptures real quick to prove that point. In Proverbs 11, Proverbs deals a lot with finances and giving. It's pretty cool. Proverbs 11, 24 and 26 says, Give freely and become wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. People curse those who hoard their grain, but they bless the one who sells in time of need. You see that principle there? That God blesses the generous. If you're generous, you'll be generous. And in Proverbs 19:17, it says, If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will repay you. Who else can, who else can bless the poor but us? Listen, guys, if we, if we can't believe God to bless us financially, not just to take care of our needs, how can we build orphanages and hospitals? How can we send money to missions to help them? If you're just praying for us four and no more, that's it, we're good. And my Netflix subscription, as long as that paid, I'm good. If not, I'll borrow Vinay's password. Um, here's the point. It's good to pray, God bless me. God, God will do that. But why not pray, God, bless me so I can be a blessing to others. And you pray about that. You see what God wants to do in your heart as far as what area of giving. Remember, it's not the amount. It's the heart and what he leads you to do. You see that? Lastly, Somebody might say, well, that's Old Testament. That's, you know, whatever. That's Proverbs. But look what Jesus said. And like Pastor Chris said last week, Jesus spoke a lot about money. You know why? Because our hearts are attached to it. 
where your treasure is, your heart is also. It's a real stumbling block, or it could be a blessing. But look what Jesus said. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more, running over and poured onto your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. There's a principle here of God saying, when you're generous, I will bless you. I will increase you. There's a principle here. Now, this is where the heart issue is. Do we give just to get something back? No. We give because we love and trust God. And in so doing, God blesses us back. Because you can't outgive God. You can't outgive the king of generosity. It just happens. You give, next thing you know, you're being blessed. And not just finances, your time, your talent. What, what did the scripture say? You know, if you're friendly to someone, you know, you, re- you receive friendship back. Whatever you sow, you will reap. It's a spiritual principle is that, you know, when you sow love and forgiveness, it'll come back to you. Right? So, and no deed and no giving ever gets unnoticed to God. In fact, in the book of Acts, real quick, it's not, it's not on, on the scriptures. Remember Cornelius? He was a Roman um, Gentile who had a vision. He believed in God. Had a, an angel came, appeared to him and said, Cornelius, your prayers and your alms, your giving, have, has come up to the Lord. And he's going to send Peter, someone to preach the gospel to you. That I'm summarizing. And Peter also gets the same vision. He goes there and preaches to him. But notice the phrase that God says, I've seen, I've heard your prayer and seen your giving. God remembers our sacrifice and our good deeds. And in the nick of time, he will always provide. Amen. So you bust out those medical bills. You point at them and say, in the name of Jesus, you're paid in full. Thank you, Father. You're meeting my needs according to your riches and glory. Thank you for giving me wisdom how to budget. Thank you for giving me wisdom what to give, what to, how to sort things out so I can pay this off. Thank you for supernatural provision. I trust you, God. And if you made mistakes, one time I'll never forget. Again, I always go back to my early days. I'm wiser now because Mandy helps me. She's like, give me the money now, bro. Um, <laughs> again, 1920, I, I go to the comic book shop to show off. I got 40 bucks in my pocket. Guess what I did? I walked out of there with 40 bucks worth of comic books. Even my friends, you know, they didn't know God, whatever. Like, dude, you spent 40 bucks on comic books? Like, yeah. Then I walk away, I'm like, I just did something stupid. You know, they want a taco, but I couldn't get a taco. So here's the point. We have to use wisdom, too. There's a spiritual side. What time I have? Okay. There's a spiritual side, and there's a practical side. And that's what this series is all about. That's why we're having Financial Peace University. There's some practical things we have to learn, too. Stop spending, you know. Busting out the credit card, you know, like it's butter. You know, like, I got you, bro, you know. You go to dinner, you want to show off, you feel guilty. Like if you, anybody ever feel guilty? Like, should we tell them to split up the checks? Or, 
and you wait for somebody else to do it, and like, yes, they said it. This is, it seems you're not stingy. Not me. I've learned. I'm like, we're separate, us right here. <laughs> me and my wife and my son, we're separate. The moment I see all the people ordering like five apps, I'm like, yep, we're separate. <laughs> we are separate. <laughs> I have no shame anymore. That's wisdom. Unless God blesses you, you want to bless me, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Hopefully you're laughing because you went through it, not just me. All right, anyway. See how we get with money sometimes? That's cool, but it's practical. You know, it's practical. You got to be wise. All right, I'm going to close up in a second. I'm going to read one last scripture, guys. You guys can bear with me. Is that okay? I'm done with the jokes. Why are you walking away? It's joking. All right. Daniel Davis like, I just came for the jokes. That's what you came for. All right. 2 Corinthians 9, please, six, starting in verse 6. Let's read through this and just kind of, I encourage you to read this at home because there's a lot to pack in here about giving. Okay, guys? And then, then we'll close. Um, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds, look at this principle again, will get a small crop. But the one who plants what? Generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Here's the thing, guys. Remember, giving is of the heart. That's the whole point of this whole message this morning. Imitating the the generous heart of your heavenly father. It's all about the heart, guys. And it goes here. It says, you must decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. So if Pastor Chris says, you got to give now. You have 10 seconds to give. Don't feel pressure. He'll never do that, actually. But in case he ever does, don't feel pressure to give, okay, or reluctantly. Why? Because God loves a person who gives cheerfully. I can't wait to give. I can't wait to separate a portion of my income to bless the kingdom of God every week, right? Or wherever else God leads you to bless people, it should be done with a heart that's cheerful. Next verse, please. And because you give cheerfully, and God will generously, look at that word again, guys. God will generously provide all you need. So you're giving, and God's saying, I got you. You trust me, I'll provide for you. Don't worry about it. Then you will always have everything you need, and notice this. And plenty left over for what? To put, to to hoard? Like Pastor Chris, it's okay to save. You got to save for a rainy day. I save for today. Because it was raining, you know. It's any of the extra umbrella, it broke. So, as the scriptures say, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to what, guys? Can you say it with me? As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be what? You'll be in heaven a thousand years from now. God's like, hey, I appreciate you blessing that family back in 2020. It went a long way. In fact, because you blessed them, they started coming to church and gave their lives to me. I really appreciate that. Remember that 20 bucks that was really hard for you to give during the Great Commission Fund? And you're like, I don't know if I should give that. It's my last 20. Let me show you what it did. 
See what I'm saying? It'll be remembered forever. Nothing you do in the kingdom of God gets unnoticed by your generous father. And he appreciates it. And if you've been here and you've been giving faithfully, thank you. Thank you. Pastor Chris says all the time, we are a generous church, and we are. Because we get to bless others. Amen. So God provides for you, but it's okay to have leftover. Anybody? I love leftovers. That's why I have Thanksgiving. Like, babe, no one's coming over for Thanksgiving. I want leftovers. Right? People come, and then they take your leftovers home. I'm like, can we cook again tomorrow? Amen. Thank you, Jess. Just like, just like we have three minutes. You better hurry up. All right, keep going, please. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer. He's your provider. He provides for you. And then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources. I love that. God will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of what? So you get into the cycle of generosity. You start giving to God and start blessing people. Next thing you know, God starts increasing you more and more. And then you get into this harvest of generosity. It changes your heart. I just want to be a blessing. And you're, you're on the lookout of who you can bless. You're sensitive. Like, there's a need there. I, I, I can actually help them. I can help them financially. You see that? So he will provide an increase. And I know this kind of message may challenge us a little bit. But I encourage you to go back and just meditate on these scriptures, how God wants to bless you. What does that mean practically? Like, how does God increase me real quick? And we're, actually, can the worship team please come up? How can God practically bless you and increase you? It could be a promotion in your job. It could be another job. It could be another source of income. Pay attention to the leading of the Lord because he'll put you in situations where increase will come in. It could be someone else blessing you. That's, that's cool. I love that one. I love when God tells somebody else to, to give to me financially. Anybody ever have a dog show up with a, a bag tied around the neck with money in it? Me neither. I was hoping. Because if it happened to you, I, I, it could happen to me. But here's the point. God will practically bless you. He may say, hey, on Friday nights, just for a while, don't go out to eat. Let's, let's set that aside for a little bit. Let's pay off this, and that will free you up. Right? And again, I encourage you to join the Financial Peace University class. We will cover those practical things. Amen? So as, as we start, as, and can we please stand? As we start playing, please. Um, let's take a moment now to ask our, our generous Father to really minister to our hearts. And I just want to put up on the screen, you're probably thinking, God, how can I be financially generous? What ways can I, can I be financially generous? And I just want to give some practical things. So number one is give, giving to your local church. Give to your local church. Pray about that. God, how can I be consistent in giving to the place you planted me in, the, the place that feeds me spiritually, that encourages me? How can I further the mission of that church? How can I bless their, their outreaches, God? And God will tell you, he, he will show you. 
giving to missions and other ministries, right? There's times where we give to, in this church, Great Commission Fund, uh, Open Door Pregnancy, all the things that we do on the outside. We had someone last year come in talking about, you know, uh, child sex trafficking, ways we can help them and give to them. Be open to places that God may lead you to give. Giving to the poor. Jesus says the poor will be with you always. What ministries or what ways can you be a blessing to the poor? Be, be mindful of that. If you see an opportunity, see what you can give. Giving to those in need in your sphere of influence. You know, there might be people in your life, in your life group that are struggling, or at your job, and you can't give them much. Perhaps you can buy them lunch one day. Be mindful of that and just tell them about the Lord. And also, giving just for the sake of blessing people. Like, you know what? I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> I just want to bless somebody. There was a guy who used to come to this church years ago, and he would say, um, you know, the Pente Pentecostal handshake was, whenever you went to a Pentecostal church, they'll shake your hand and give you a 20. I, I pray every day, Lord, bring that back. Bring that back. But we are cheerful givers because God is generous with us. And we can be just as generous as our Heavenly Father. So let's imitate Him as dear children and say, God, let's take a moment now just to pray in your hearts. God, help us to be generous. Help me to be generous. Lord, if there's, if there's any fear in my heart about giving, take it away, God. Help me to trust you. If there's greed, I repent of that, God. If there's irresponsibility in my part, in my spending, help me to adjust that. Help me to be wise with my finances. Help me to learn more and just to be wise with it, Lord. I trust you with this part of my life because my finances represent my sweat, my tears, my talent, my strength. I work for it. And Lord, I give you a portion of it because I love you and I trust you. And I want your work to continue. I want your work to continue. I want others to be blessed as you have blessed me. So as we sing these songs about his goodness, really in your heart, say, God, help me to be on alert to bless people. And in whatever area, if you haven't been giving consistently, ask God to, to help you. What does that look like for you? Because I guarantee you, your life will be even more blessed. Amen. All right, guys, let's worship. Let's take this final moment just to worship and embrace his goodness and generosity.